Welcome in episode 35 of the Print Fest DFS podcast. My name is Justin Rue, alongside Scott Bandy. We're here to break down the week six DraftKings main slate. Scott, what is going on? So, oh man, this is an interesting slate. There's a ton of news coming out today. Um, the slate where finally we get some good running back spots. In the last few weeks, few weeks, it's been all receivers and running backs have been ugly. Uh, this week, it's the complete opposite. So I think running back is going to determine who gets the money this week. So, uh, uh, yeah, let's dig into it. Yeah, I think there's like 10 running backs in play, maybe you know for cash, probably 10 running backs in play. There's like one quarterback, maybe two. There's like eight wide receivers, and there's like two tight ends. So um, pretty tight at the other positions outside of running back. So let's just start a quarterback where um, the top play on the slate is Lamar Jackson at 7,400. He's at home in a fast-paced game um, with the high total taking on the Chargers. Um, you know, the Ravens have a 26 uh, and a half. I think it's up to 27 now implied total. Uh, Lamar is just absolutely crushing. He's averaging 29.2 DraftKings points per game. He's coming off of back-to-back games where he's threw for over 300 yards. He's done that for the first time in his career. Um, and he, he's averaging 9.1 yards per attempt. I mean, he's absolutely balling his a dot is 11.1 it's the highest in the league so he's just dropping back and slinging deep so what we love with our quarterbacks is when they throw deep and they run he does both of those at the the highest rate in the league he has the highest a dot and he's averaging 68 rushing yards per game this season um you know it's not a great matchup taking on the chargers so they're a solid defense that um kind of limit deep balls and we know Lamar likes a third deep ball, so it's kind of like a strength on strength matchup. But um, I mean, he should be over 8K. He just absolutely dismantled uh, Indianapolis on Monday night, so uh, he's he's completely matchup proof. 7400 is too cheap. Yeah, I don't know what happened with DraftKings and the 7.4 price tag. That is really bad. Like Herbert 7.3, Rodgers 7.2, Dak 7.1, like. Uh, I don't know what the heck they did here, but yeah, the Ravens are pretty much prioritizing the pass because the running game's been so bad. Between the run blocking on the offensive line, it's been terrible. You know, Roddy Stanley hasn't been playing. Uh, Villanueva is terrible. I mean, he's just got all for the watch. And then the running backs just haven't been good either because they're all hossed up. So they're really prioritizing the pass. And Lamar has seemingly taken another step as a passer. So 7.4K, he. He's definitely the best uh, quarterback play on the slate. And like you said, there's really only two guys in play, and the other one is Taylor Heineke at 5,800. This is probably the best spot that Washington's going to see all season offensively. Uh, you know, it's got a 54-and-a-half uh, live total right now. I believe that is the highest on the slate. And Washington, they are six-and-a-half-point home dogs. Uh and, I mean, I've been saying this every single week. The Chiefs' defense is, like, really horrendous, like really, really bad. They're 32nd DVOA overall, 31st against the pass, 32nd against the run. They're allowing 28 points per game to quarterbacks. That's worse in the league. And they've also allowed the most rushing yards and the second most rushing quarterbacks, rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks, I'm sorry. And the nice thing about that is that Heineke showing he has a little bit of a rushing floor. He's averaged 27 and a half. Uh, rushing yards per game in the games that he has started. Um, but despite that, he still 
dropping back on average 36 times a game. We know how bad the Chiefs defense is against the pass. You know, Baker hit them for 11.4 yards per attempt. Herbert hit them for 281 and four touchdowns. Jalen Hurts dropped back 48 times for 387 yards and two tuds. Then Josh Allen just ripped them for 12 yards per attempt. Now, Heineke is not Josh Allen or Justin Herbert, but I don't think he's much different from Jalen Hurts or Baker Mayfield at this point. And at 5.8K, I think it's just a severe misprice. This is the best defense, the best offensive spot against the defense of the Washington football team is going to see all year. So Heineke is really good as long as Terry McCorn plays. If Terry McCorn does not play, you just can't risk it playing Heineke. Their offense will be so depleted. Sounds like McLaurin's going to be fine. He's going to play. Um, so, yeah, it, it's Lamar and Heineke. There's just simply nobody else to consider. Yep. Yeah, I'm right there with you uh, with Heineke. Um, if the lineup build, you know, kind of looks right with Heineke in there, I, I think he's fine. But I, I prefer to get up to Lamar because we just have a lot of mid-range guys at the running back position. So, moving over to running back, like we mentioned at the top, there's about 10 guys in play. Um, and so – and we had some news come out and Nick Chubb didn't practice at all this week and now he's going to be out. So we get Kareem Hunt uh, at home taking on Arizona with a 26 and a half implied total. They're three point favorites here. Um, Kareem Hunt, even being a backup, he's averaging 18.7 DraftKings points per game. If he just does what he's, if he does what he's been doing, he's, he's going to get there at 6.2 K. Um, he's only been playing 45% of the snaps. I mean, like he is, he's the guy um, without Nick Chubb. And we saw it last year in games without Nick Chubb. I mean, he just went completely off where he's playing over 90% of the snaps. Um, he already has a 14.7% uh, target share. So, um, you know, taking on Arizona where they allow 5.1 yards per attempt. I mean, <laughs> they, they do not like to stop the run and that's just too cheap. I think Kareem Hunt is the best running back play on the slate. Yeah, Kareem Hunt, he's a lock button, 6.2K, no Chubb. You said I mean, he's averaged 11 carries and 4.2 targets a game this year with Chubb, averaging 19 touches a game. Um, I mean, the sky is the limit in this spot. The Cardinals are around 5.1 yards per carry. Browns are the best rushing team in the league. They're, they average 5.4 yards per carry as a team, the highest in the league. They're tops of the league in rushing by a lot, I think. Healthy total, 49.5. The only slight hesitation would be the Browns might be without three starting linemen, both centers or both tackles in their center. But even still, at 6.2K, he's going to see 20 touches in this spot. It's going to be a, a nice shootout, probably. So I just don't know how you don't play him. Yeah, absolutely. Another guy I think is, is a lock this week is, is Daryl Henderson at 6K. It's a real elite spot. Uh, for this this Rams offense in general, they're 10-point favorites on the road against the Giants. Now, a 29-and-a-half implied team total, it's just the spot of spots for a, for a running back. And he's 6K, it's just way too cheap. On the season, he's playing 78% of the snaps. He's averaging 15 carries and 4.9 yards per carry on the year. He's running around on 59% of dropbacks. That's fourth highest uh, in the league. He's averaging over three targets a game. That's decent. He's averaging three red zone opportunities a game. That's nice. And the Giants just suck against running backs. They're just so bad. They're allowing the fifth most points to running backs in the league. They're allowing 4.8 yards per clip on the ground. 
26th DVOA against the run. I just, this spot at 6K, he's just underpriced. He's involved in it. He's a three down plus goal line back. The spot that they're 10 point favorites on the road or not, I think they have the highest implied total on the slate. Like, like I, he should be 7K. Like, I just, I'm not fading that. I'm just not. He's just way too cheap. Yeah. Henderson's one of those guys. Um, that you kind of throw them in the same bucket as these other guys like Mixon and Jonathan Taylor. I, I think I prefer Henderson to those two guys um, just because he's a little more involved in the passing game. But, I mean, this is a beautiful, beautiful matchup for Henderson. Really just comes down to health for him. If he stays healthy, he's kind of been banged up in a couple of these games where he's coming off and only end up playing like 60% of the snaps because he's, you know, coming off with, just getting his wind knocked out of him or whatever it is, kind of limping off the field, and uh, Michelle will come in and spell him. Um, but at worst, I mean, this is a, a two running back backfield, and Henderson is getting the lion's share of the, of the touches. So if he's healthy and he's on the injury report, he's good to go, and, you know, he's, he's an awesome play. So let's touch on a few more of these guys. So Jonathan Taylor, uh, you know, 6,600 at home. He's had that massive game against Baltimore. Uh, really on the back of that long screen play he took to the house, just showing off his elite, elite speed at his size. Um, so 6,600 at home, 10-point favorites, 27 implied total, taking on Houston, uh, the sieve of Houston. We know they're just absolutely horrid. They're not going to stand a chance in this game. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor is averaging 18.1 DraftKings points per game. He's averaging 17 touches and 3.6 targets per game for 10.5% target share. It's not a terrible target share. Ten and a half is not awful at all. He's averaging 105 yards from scrimmage per game, and he's getting the most touches inside the 10 per game in the NFL. He's averaging 2.4 opportunities inside the 10 per game. I mean, that's that's totally massive, especially when you account for this big total and being 10-point favorites. So his touchdown expectation this game has got to be through the roof. Um, I, I didn't look at what his prop is on scoring a touchdown any time in this game, but it's got to be like negative 150. Um, I mean, it, it, it's, it's got to be at least minus 150 to score a touchdown. Um, you know, Houston, they allow 4.7 yards per carry. They're 30th DVOA. Um, it, it's a perfect spot for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I'm looking now. <laughs> Looks like the Colts have been bet up to a 10.5-point favorite, too. Like, <laughs> it's another spot, like a 10-point home favorite. Against a bad, bad, bad team. Like, Texans are giving up over 4.7 yards per carry. Jonathan Taylor's just a total stud, and he's being used in the passing game now a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it's Taylor, it's Henderson, and it's Hunt. They're my favorite three running back plays on the slate. But there are so many other ones. Like, another guy that's in play is Chuba Hubbard at 5.9K. CMC was ruled out today. Um, and it's a pretty decent spot. Minnesota is allowing the sixth most points per game to running backs. They've given up over 4.7 yards per carry on the season. Um, you know, last week, Chuba saw a monster workload. He had 29 total touches, including six targets, which he turned into five receptions. So 100% of the red zone looks, 80% of the team's carries. Uh, Royce Freeman only saw three carries on only 19% of the snaps last week, and Robbie Smith has now been cut. Uh, and Chuba ran 15 routes on 37 dropbacks, which was the highest that he's seen on the year. Um, so at 5.9K, another game, you know, 
it's not a terrible game environment. Uh, I've been saying it every week. Minnesota's defense is very overrated, in my opinion. So, I mean, he's another guy that's in play. There's just so many running backs in play. It's seemingly every single one on the slate. Like, who's not in play? Yeah. Yeah, so up top, uh, so Chris McCaffrey, like you just mentioned, is out. So also up top there, you have Austin Eckler up at 7,900. We know what kind of target share he has. He's Austin Eckler is now a three-down plus goal line back. He's playing 65% of the snaps. He's averaging 18 touches per game, five targets for a 13% target share. That could get even higher. Um, he's averaging 109 yards from scrimmage per game and uh, 1.6 opportunities inside the 10 per game. So he is now their goal line back. They've had five team carries inside of the five-yard line. He's had four of them. So he's their guy when they get in close. Austin Eckler is now a three-down-plus goal line back, so that's amazing. And then you get Dalvin Cook coming back from injury. He's off the injury report. He's 7,700 taking on Carolina. Um, you know, we know what kind of usage he gets when he's playing. He's going to get over 20 touches. He's going to get involvement in the passing game. They love using him in the screen game. Only problem is he's taking on uh, the Panthers, who only allow 13 0.3 DraftKings points per game to opposing running backs. That's like the best in the league. Um, they're 12th DVOA. They only allow 4.2 yards per carry. So, um, you know, they have a strong defense against running backs, but 7,700 is, is too cheap for Dalvin's workload if he's fully healthy and he, and he is off the injury report. So there's a lot of guys. I mean, Zeke at 7,100 as a, you know, as a four and a half point favorite, 27 implied total taking on the Patriots. There's, there's so many guys um, that are in play. Yeah, I and mean, then you have Daryl Williams at 4.9K, the Chiefs. I mean, you want a piece of the Chiefs offense every single week. You know, Tyreek might sit. Um, not sure about that yet, but CEH is he's on IR. Um, and I believe the Chiefs are – yeah, they have a 31-implied total. for seven-point favorites against Washington. If you can get a piece of the best offense in the league at 4.9K as the lead dog, maybe he doesn't have the ceiling, but at 4.9K – He's perfectly fine. There's just so many guys. Like, you name a player, he's probably in play. DeAndre Swift is a fine play. I think you hit on Joe Mixon a little bit. He's a fine play. Like, there's so many guys. Yeah, so to put these guys in order, I think uh, Kareem Hunt is my favorite running back on the slate. Jonathan Taylor, Daryl Henderson, Eckler, Dalvin, Mixon, Daryl, Zeke. I, it's so hard to put these guys in order. But I think the top three plays at running back, I think we can agree on this, are Kareem Hunt, Jonathan Taylor, and Daryl Henderson. I think those three are the three. You agree with that? Yeah, we're in locks up there. Those are definitely my three favorite guys. Yeah, so it's definitely we, we're, we're going to be going running back in the flex. Moving over to wide receiver, um, I, I think God, so I saw that Mike Williams didn't practice at all this week. So there's a potential chance that he's out. And and so let's just start with Keenan Allen at 6,400. This is going to be a fast-paced game against Baltimore. Should be high scoring. He's got a great quarterback throwing him the ball with Justin Herbert, just absolutely balling this year. Um, you know, Keenan's averaging 10.6 targets per game for a 26.7%. Target share, it's, it's solid. Um, the only thing with Keenan is he has an 8.8 A dot, so it's not. Um, it typically like to see over 10 yards. Um, start getting down to the eights and sevens. They're just getting dump offs and uh, you know, little slants, things like that. Um, but he still isn't involved in the red zone. He's averaging 1.8 red zone targets per game. Um, you know, and this Ravens defense is not what they have been. They allow 8.8 yards per target now. 
uh, to opposing wide receivers, and they're twenty. Uh, they're twentieth DVOA against the pass. So, um, you know, they're a little bit below average. They're definitely not what they used to be. And if he's going to get Tavon Young in the slot, I mean, Tavon Young's just been absolutely shredded. Um, so he's a good play, sixty four hundred. If Mike Williams is out, I mean, there's no getting around it. You have to play Keenan Allen. Yeah, I agree. If Mike if Mike Williams is in play, Keenan Allen was already a good play. But if if Mike Williams is out, I think he's like the wide receiver one or two on the season so far. He's had a massive target share. Like I, I just don't know how you don't just lock him in. Um, you know, he's going to avoid Marlon Humphrey. Um, last year Humphrey was you know moving into the slot a lot. Now he's pretty much exclusively playing on the outside. Keenan Allen runs about 60-some percent of his routes in the slot. Against Davon Young, who, you know, he's flashed in the past, but he's been bad this year. Uh, and even if he sees him, Anthony Averett, Anthony Averett was good early on. He got shredded last week. Um, like, he's just a stone lock. There's no Mike Williams. And it seems to be trending in that direction because he, he was DMP Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So that's definitely a piece of news that we're going to have to be – Keeping on top of as the weekend progresses, but yeah, he's just so strong. Another guy that I mean, he's just week in week out, just a top three play on the slate. That's Devontae Adams at nine k. Yes, he's expensive, but it's it's well warranted. Uh, on the season, he's averaging one hundred and fifteen yards per game and twenty four point two DraftKings points per game. He's leading the league in weighted opportunity, 0.89. He's leading the league in targets with 61. He's leading the league in targets per game, 12.2. He's leading the league in air yards by like 80. And he's leading the league in target share, 38%. Like, mother of God. Like, <laughs> it's just Devontae Adams. Like, you just lock him in. Uh, no one's ever going to fight you for playing him, no matter what the price is. Um, yes, the Bears are fourth DVOA against the pass. Doesn't matter. I don't care. I've heard some chatter about Jalen Johnson this week. I truly could not care less. Adams moves all over the field, and Jalen Johnson plays 91% of his snaps on the left side. If if he told me Jalen Johnson was going to shadow Adams for 100% of his routes, I would say I truly do not care. He's the best receiver in the league, and it's just not something that matters to me. When you're getting 38% of the targets on a team whose offense is led by Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to sign up for that. So each and every week, Devontae Adams is well in my consideration. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, Adams, he's always in play. Um, 9K is a little expensive on this slate, but um, he's definitely in play for sure. Uh, I, I want to touch on T. Higgins. So he's down. He's actually the cheapest Bengals wide receiver uh, this week, down at 5,300, taking on Detroit. And so and T Higgins always has a really solid target share. Um, he, he was coming off that shoulder injury. He was not limited, ran around on 83% of dropbacks. Um, and he's basically their red zone guy. Um, you know, T Higgins, he's averaging uh, one red zone target per game. Uh, it's really solid. Uh, Jamar Chase uh, is only averaging 0.2. So I believe he only has one on the season. Uh, and Detroit, uh, I mean, they are just a total, total save through the air. They allow 11.2 yards per target, um, a 69.5% catch rate. They're 30 or the 27th DVOA against the pass. Um, you know, and T. Higgins is averaging 7.3 targets per game in his healthy games he's played, 
24.2% target share is a really solid number. Um, and he's got a great quarterback thrown in the ball um, with Joe Burrow. So I, I, I love T. Higgins in this spot. He's projecting pretty well, point per dollar. He has no business being cheaper than Tyler Boyd. And yes, Jamar Chase has been a total stud. He's a total alpha. We already knew that. But at 6.7K, the disparity between his price tag and T. Higgins is just too much. 5.3K, like T. Higgins, they got to fix that pricing. There's no way in hell that Tyler Boyd should be priced higher than T. Higgins. So I'm on board there. My personal favorite wide receiver play on the slate is Terry McLaurin at 7.1K. He did get hit with a Q tag today. Um, Rivera said he showed up with a sore hamstring and he held him out of practice out of an abundance of caution was the quote. Um, so it sounds like he'll be good to go for this week. They're just being extremely cautious, cautious with him, but it's definitely something to monitor. If he does suit up and play, again, this is the best spot that the Washington offense is going to see all year. Excuse me. They're six and a half point home dogs against the worst NFL in or worst defense in the NFL, the 32nd DVOA. Overall, 31st against the pass. They literally have not given up less than 29 points in a game this season. They're allowing 15 yards per reception to opposing receivers. I believe that's the worst in the league. That is egregious. They're allowing 9.3 yards per pass attempt. That's third worst in the NFL. And Terry McLaurin's just a total stud. He's third in the league in weighted opportunity, 0.77. He's getting 9.8 targets a game. He's got a 30% target share, good for fifth in the league. 588 air yards on the season. That's sixth in the NFL. And he's got a healthy eight out of 12. So uh, in this game environment, I mean, Terry McLaurin just, he suits up for such a ceiling performance here. As long as he's healthy and good to go. If, if he does not play, I'm off of – uh, Taylor Heineke altogether. You cannot play him if McLaurin sits. There's just absolutely no way that you could trust that. So if McLaurin goes, he's a really juicy play. You can't get a better matchup than this, and I will certainly be considering him. Oh, absolutely, yeah. McLaurin is an awesome play. If he's healthy and he's he's out there playing, um, is there's a slight uh, small chance of a you know of a re-injury there just with hamstrings, but. Um, he's an, he's an awesome play though. If he's out there and he's fully healthy, um, I want to touch on the mid range again, down with Michael Pittman at 5,500. So he's playing 90% of the snaps. He's, he's their alpha wide receiver. Um, again, the same matchup here as Jonathan Taylor against Houston at home, 27 implied total. Um, you know, Pittman's been an alpha this season. He's averaging 8.6 targets per game for a 25% target share this year. And he's averaging 75 yards per game. Um, 1.2 red zone targets per game. So he's their guy when they get in close. Um, his ADOS 9.4, which is you know, a solid enough number. And of course, he's taking on Houston, who just, I mean, they're just totally, totally terrible. Um, so I, I like Michael Pittman a lot. I think he's just a solid play at 5,500. I don't think he's flashy. Um, he's not a great play. He's probably not here for over 100 yards or anything like that. But um, yeah, I think he's just an all around good play. Yeah, I agree. He's a really nice salary relief here. Um, have to mention the Rams guys too. Cooper Cup at 7.8K and Robert Woods at 6.1K. Again, one exposure to this Rams offense. They have a 29.5 applied team total and they're 10-point favorites on the road. Um, think about the Giants secondary. God, they're bad. They're allowing a 74% completion percentage, which is worse than the league. 
7.9 yards per pass attempt is a little worse than league average, but they're 26th DVA overall and 22nd DVOA against the pass. Cooper Cup, start there, total freaking stuff. 33% target share, third in the NFL. He's averaging over 11 targets per game. He hasn't had less than 10 in a game yet. He's leading the league in red zone targets, and he's second in the league in end zone targets. He is sixth in the league in weighted opportunity. Matt Stafford is, is in lockstep with him. Like it's just cup, 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 cup. Like it, it's Devontae Adams, and then just under him is, is Cooper Cup right now. Uh, at 7.8K, he's still cheap enough to be considered each and every week, especially in a game where they have such a high team total. And then Robert Woods saw a little bit of a resurgence last week. We knew it was coming at some point. Um, you know, he went 12 for 150 on 14 targets. It's really nice to see Woods being involved in the offense again, and he played 98% of the snaps. Um, on the season, a healthy 23% target share, that's fine. He's playing 91% of the snaps. He's averaging a, a red zone target every game. Uh, and, you know, at 6.1K, they just didn't adjust his price enough. He's still just too good of a player and too good of an offense and getting too much volume to warrant a 6.1 price tag. So he's always going to be in consideration as long as he remains this cheap. Is he as safe as Cup? Absolutely not, but that's why we're seeing you know a, a seventeen hundred dollar uh, price difference. So both these guys are well in play. Like again, I'll say it: the Rams twenty nine and a half implied total, ten point favorites. Um, you know, if Danny Dimes and the Giants can keep this game any kind of close whatsoever, if they can put any kind of fight up, it'll be a lot better for the passing game. Um, so just two more guys to consider. Yeah, Robert Woods is like, man, we've been playing him all year long. Uh, his price kept dropping and dropping and dropping, and then finally he's not on the main slate uh, on a Thursday night, and he goes off. That's just like that's just the way things go uh, in fantasy. Um, yeah, I, Robert Woods, the talent I don't think was ever in question. It was just whether the targets are going to start coming his way because he, I mean, he, he's still a good player. All right. Moving over to the tight end, I, I think there's two guys that are in play. And, um, I mean, Travis Kelsey up at 7K, that's a significant price discount. Typically, we see him, uh, you know, 8.1, 8.2K. He's down at 7K um, for the best matchup that he's had all year. You know, Kansas City, 31 implied total, fast-paced game. Um, you know, he's averaging a 23.1% target share, 8.4 targets per game. He, he is Travis Kelsey. Um, he's a total stud. Washington's defense is terrible. They're 29th DVOA. Um, they allow a 68% catch rate to opposing tight ends, 7.3 yards per target. Um, Kelsey's a great play. Um, the only issue is not with Kelsey. It's with getting him in your lineup because if you want to play Kelsey, you're going to have to play two tight ends because Ricky Seals-Jones and the other side of this game is a lock. There's, you want to touch on Ricky Seals-Jones because there's no getting away from him. In my mind, <laughs> this is like literally my ideal punt tight end situation. He's 3K for some reason, which I, I don't know what the hell happened there. But we talked about it last week. He set up for a great play. He played 98% of the snaps last week. Actually, 98.8% of the snaps to be exact. Um, he saw eight targets for a 20% share, three red zone targets, including two end zone targets, and he ran a route 
on 36 of Heineke's 41 dropbacks. That's 87%. That is just such elite fucking usage. It's unbelievable. It's crazy for a tight end to have that kind of usage. And now we have Curtis Samuel and Cam Sims. They're not going to play. Deami Brown might play. He stinks. I don't care. And now Terry McLaurin has a Q tag. Man, if Terry McLaurin didn't play, he would seemingly become even juicier because even possible. And the thing about the matchup is that Chiefs are terrible against tight ends. Fifth worst against tight ends. They're allowing 17.9 points per game. That's fifth worst in the league. They're allowing 15 yards per reception to tight ends this year. That that doesn't even seem possible. And they've allowed the most yards overall to tight end on the season. So I don't know how you don't just play him. He's 3K. He's going to play 98% of the snaps again. He's going to run around on you know close to 90% of dropbacks, if not more. And it's a, it's the best spot that Washington's seen all year. Like I don't know how you don't play him. Like, I, I literally don't know how. Yeah, they basically – I mean, the question is, if Logan Thomas was 3K, would you play him? That That's the question because they gave him – they're giving Ricky Seals-Jones the exact same role that Logan Thomas had, and he's 3K. So, uh, in the best game environment on the slate at home. You just play him. He even has a 10 A dot. Like, he's not getting just, like, little shitters over the middle, um, you know, for four or five yards, like Tyler Conklin or Austin Hooper or something like that. He's actually getting downfield targets. He's averaging – he's only started two games, and he's averaging uh, 0.8 red zone targets per game, which is really a pretty solid number. Um, they had three last week. <laughs> so, yeah, Ricky Seals-Jones is the best 3K play I've ever seen. Like, this is the best 3K punt that we've ever had. There's no way we're not playing this guy. Um, I've messed around with some builds, messing around with Kelsey and Ricky Seals-Jones. Um, just because Kelsey is an amazing value at 7K, I think that's a great price. Um, and Tyreek might not suit up. He, we think yeah, he will, but right. he will not. If Tyreek is out, Kelsey and Ricky Seals-Jones would both be – I think you could definitely play lines with both of those guys. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. So tight end, it's pretty straightforward. It's Ricky Seals-Jones. It's Travis Kelsey, and then if you want to get a little cute, you can play Mark Andrews, who's also an awesome play in his own right at 5,200. Um, but we know how the mid-range of tight ends has treated us, and it's not good. Like, <laughs> you either pay for Kelsey or you pay down. Um, that's tight end. Quarterback is pretty straightforward for us. Um, it's Lamar Jackson, and if McLaurin plays, Taylor Heineke. Running back is a cluster. Our top three guys are Cream Hunt, Jonathan Taylor, Daryl Henderson. Other than that, there's a lot of really good plays at running back. You can kind of, you know, pick your own flavor, what you want to do at running back, but that's going to de- determine who makes money, who loses money. It's going to be the running back position. Wide receiver, you know, T. Higgins, Terry McLaurin, Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, Robert Woods, Michael Pittman, all these guys are, are good plays. Um, so I think we did our job pretty solid here, Scott. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. And just to end with windmills, if Terry McLaurin plays, I just think he's just a lock for a windmill. Like, I, there's just no way around it for me. Like, I'm just enamored with this spot. Outside of him, low ownership, I think DJ Moore could have a, a real explosion here against a really bad Minnesota secondary. He's not to be owned. He's not really in consideration for cash, but just in general, I think 
it's a really nice, you know, potential explosion spot for him. And then, you know, I think we, we talked about it offline a little bit. Brandon Cooks suits up really well, too. It's just he has a Davis Mills problem. Yeah. I think my windmill has got to be Ricky Seals' air yards. Like, it's it's got to be Ricky Seals' air yards. The dude's going to fucking smash. He's a wide receiver playing tight end, running around on, like, 90% of dropbacks, playing 99% of the snaps, like, against Kansas City with potentially, you know, Terry McLaurin at 3K. Just just stop. Just stop. He's the best player on the slate. Um, Yeah, Ricky Seals' air yards. He's going for two tutties this week at 3K. We love him. We love him. All right, so with that, that's going to do it for episode 35 of the PrintFest CFS podcast. We'll be back on Monday to break down how we did. I can guarantee we're both going to be having Ricky Seals-Jones in our lineups. Um, But until then, good luck, everybody.